it's Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we're going to explore how to live a purposeful life and how you creative people can make a living doing what you love doing. Like, I know there's a lot of stand-ups and speakers and writers, and how do we get to do what we do? What does it mean to live on purpose? I'm here with Jason. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Oh, it's going, it's going, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think today we're going to get into into the core, the big sort of the the big question is is how do I define my purpose? How do I how do I seek it out? How do I, you know, I don't know, pin it down and know exactly what it is and define it for myself? Uh yeah, you can't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> podcast over. And done. You know, I was thinking about this last night. I have to tell you what happened last night. So I, um, I'm i now writing a lot of my stories. Um, I, I really want to write a memoir. And I'm at that age where I'm looking back at my life and, you know, what was this all about? Mm-hmm. And so I'm writing stories. And I'm performing stories. And... I've gotten involved with Jewish Women's Theater. And so last night, um, after everything I've done in my life, and, you know, I'm there on a big stage with President Clinton speaking to 8,500 people (laughs) in Toronto, and I've been flown all over the world. Well, last night, I was in a room um, at a senior citizen's home. Okay. (laughs) I have to show you a picture of all the walkers lined up against the wall where let's just say, you know, at 80 uh, years old, if you were 80 in that audience, you were you were you were a hot catch. You were the youngster. (laughs) And I have to go, is is this my purpose? Mm -hmm. What am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Is is my career hit this point? Why am I doing this? Am, mm-hmm. Oh, geez, you know, and and I'm only like one of the storytellers in it. I'm not the big star of the show, and um, and so I I do we 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 do the show, and then there's a Q and A afterwards, and the woman in the front row says, um. You're Judy Carter, aren't aren't you? Weren't your parents Sid and Esther Carter? And I went. Oh my God! Now my parents died a long time ago, and she goes, "I was very good friends with them." Matter of fact, after your mom died, I dated your father, <laughs> and I start to cry mm. because you know when your parents die, it's like the story ends. Yeah. And here was this woman, and I was writing something about my father, and I sat down with her, and she told me. She went on a date with my father. I said, how'd it go? And she goes, well, we only had one date. And I said, why? He took me to Dewiner Schnitzel. <laughs> and I went, oh, my gosh, that has to be in this story that I'm writing about how cheap my father was. And so there was real purpose to me being there mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. Real purpose. And so what I have learned is so often... And I, I said this on the very first podcast. I'll say it again. You are living your purpose right now. Mm-hmm. And it may not make you happy. It, it might not feel right. But if you absolutely surrender and look for opportunities in what you're doing now, you will find them. Mm-hmm. You will always find them. And I was so grateful that I was there last night 
to have this very meaningful exchange. And also there was someone else in the audience who loved my stories so much that she was very interested in, um, in expanding the story I did to a one-person show. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh. So opera, you know, everybody goes, gets this idea of what career happiness mm -hmm. looks like or relationship happiness or happiness in general looks like. But I say that you can find it today. You can find it now. And it might not look at, at like the picture you thought it was going to look like, right? Mm -hmm. Like, who would think, oh my gosh, like, oh gosh, where am I? This mm -hmm. is, I've, I've, reached, I've reached a career hole, you know, <laughs> right? Uh, this is, this is, this is not great, but um, it was such an opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. It's amazing where you find opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I remember when I did Good Morning America and I f flew to New York and I was promoting uh, my book, The Comedy Bible, and I was really excited. I'm going to be interviewed by Diane Sawyer, who at mm -hmm. the time was on the show. And this will be really good on my reel, me with Diane Sawyer, mm -hmm. right? And, um, and I get there. And I'm interviewed by some intern or something <laughs> on the street. Hey, here's Judy Carter passing by on the street. Like I was like yeah. nobody. Mm -hmm. And 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 I went, there's nothing for my reel here. No one will believe I'm Good Morning America because who is a schmo, yep. right? It was just some. Yeah, you're not in the studio. There's no logo behind no you. No logo, no nothing. You can barely hear what I'm saying. I'm going, it's a disaster. Ugh. So... But like I say, no matter what you're doing, when a door slams in your face, there is always an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So as I'm walking back in the studio, I pass Diane Sawyer. Mm -hmm. And I say, hi, I'm Judy Carter. I wrote the book, The Comedy Bible. I was just interviewed outside. Thank you for letting me be on the show. She, I, I go... She goes, oh, well, thank you for being here. I'm not very funny. And somehow I just thought of it on the spot. I said, oh, you're really funny. I'll tell you what. I guarantee you that I could make you funny. Why don't you let me write some jokes for you and, and I'll make you funny, right? And she goes, hey, you're on. I go back to my hotel room. I write jokes because she was married or he passed on to um, – Oh, he's the director, Mike Nichols. Okay. She's married to Mike Nichols, who's a director, and I wrote these jokes, and some of them were kind of corny. He says, oh, it's hard being married to director. I have to sleep with him just to be in the home movies. Yep. Right? So I, I wrote these <laughs> jokes. The next day, Diane Sawyer on Good Morning America, I wasn't there, says, hey, yesterday we had on Judy Carter. She wrote this great book called The Comedy Bible. She said to me, she could make me funny. I said, I am not funny. And she wrote some jokes, and here they were. And now I have Diane Sawyer holding up my book, telling me. So this all happened because you, it's just there's always opportunity. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're doing. I had one student who wrote um, a stand-up set on Home De uh, about Home Depot. I said, call them up. Next thing you know, she's out making $5,000 doing a Home Depot gig because she did, 
you know, she's working open mics. And mm-hmm. I'm going like, hey, you make so much more doing a corporate event. I don't know how to do a corporate event. You have jokes on Home Depot, call them up. So all I'm saying is no matter what you're doing, stop focusing how, how it's not right for you, how it's not bringing happiness to you. And where can you find opportunity? Mm-hmm. So happiness, in a sense, in some cases, can be misleading. You could say, oh, well, this makes me happy, so this obviously must be right. You know, this is correct because I'm happy about this. But ultimately, you know, purpose is a little bit more than that. And, you know, it's a pursuit. It seems like it's not just like, I know my purpose. I wrote it down. That's all it is. It's defined. No, you got to go out and find it. You got you to search for it. Well, they, uh, the late Lotus Weinstock, she was my buddy and a wonderful comic, said, I would just like to be rich and famous so I can say, you know, being rich and famous didn't cut it, (laughs) right? It wasn't it, right? Um, Well, you know, the thing about what they say about happiness, that that your happiness is an equation to how much work it took you to obtain that. So, like, if you are have been trying to get a screenplay done written, produced, and it takes you 10 years, that moment that you see your name on the screen, having written that screenplay and it's produced, is going to be happier than somebody just gives you something. Yeah, okay. Somebody just gives you, they find that 50% of people win the lottery become bankrupt Mm. and in despair. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but we all would like to have that experience to yeah. say that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to say that. But but the but the but happiness is cannot be confused with purpose uh, for this reason, because feeling frustrated, angry, um, unhappy is a great motivator. Mm. It's a great motivator. And so when I was doing um, a magic act at the time. I was so unhappy, and I oh, if I do this act one more time, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to die. I hate this act. I hate this. I hate it. I'm so unhappy. I needed that because I had to get so unhappy with repeating the same material over and over that I'd had to get to the point of absolute misery so I'd create something new. Okay. So would you say the pursuit of purpose is a much stronger pursuit than the pursuit of just straight up happiness? Yes, it's the journey. It's not the ending point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I heard that, um, oh, and I can't remember his name, but um, uh, head of Time Warner, um, he, uh, he married Jane Fonda, Remind me of his name, people. Write yep. in the podcast notes. <laughs> his father committed suicide, and mm-hmm. you know, filthy rich, killed himself. So he was so scared of committing. Ted Turner. Okay, Thank yeah, you. we got there. We got there. Yeah, <laughs> Time Turn- Turner. Let's see, what's the name of it? Like mm-hmm. Turner Media. Yeah. Oh, Ted Turner. Okay, so Ted Turner said, "I'm going to give myself the goal of solving world hunger because it'll never be solved. So I'll always have a pursuit of purpose." Oh. So purpose in life is really a pursuit it's not something that you get there are no laurels to sit on i keep looking where are the laurels i can sit on i finished something (laughs) no you'll there it's it's 
feeling unhappy is a gift because maybe it'll make you get out of the house to pursue something. You know, being broke and desolate, um, can you have a choice? You can either stay in a mess mm. or use that to propel yourself to success. Okay, so uh, for our listeners, let's let's turn this into an assignment, turn this into an actual exercise they can employ. Yes. What is something they can do, a step they can take to start pursuing their purpose? Okay, let me tell you how to find your purpose. Okay. Okay, what is the biggest mess in your life? What just first came to your mind, people listening to this? What is the biggest mess? Usually it happened in your childhood, okay? Something happened in your childhood. What was that mess? In... Because that is when you said something to yourself um, that this was so painful when you're a child. It made you feel so powerless that you said to yourself, I will never let myself feel this again. Now, if you become a speaker, that mess becomes your mess Itch. And in and, and the word itself, we can see M-E-S-S, mm -hmm. and then we can't see that with A-G-E, age, and then you become an S-A-G-E. So we can take yeah. the word message and we can discern it. And I do feel that <clears throat> purpose is something personal. Pur purpose is what you have, but a message means you're giving your purpose away. Okay. So so there's so there's two several aspects of this. So you're your message is based on your purpose. And that your message means I'm giving my purpose as a gift to you, mm -hmm. to help you, okay? I don't recall me getting paid for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing this because, you know, my biggest mess in my life was um, I, my older sister was had severe cerebral palsy. She couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. So she... Um, I, we had to do like, you know, 30 questions to figure out what she wanted. You know, if she had shoes that were too tight, she just would grimace. She'd use facial expressions. Mm -hmm. um, but this was created a gift for me and my purpose in life because when I coach people to find their purpose, I go off of facial expressions what they're not saying, what, you know, that mess became my purpose in the world mm -hmm. to help people discover their purpose, their message, or just that <laughs> their shoes are too freaking tight, right? <laughs> what, what, what is it? So my sister, Marsha, um, and is also the basis now of, of a play that I'm writing, and it, and my sister Marcia. There's so many that came from messes that came from this because Marcia was given away, and then her whole life she just was going, oh, oh, like she was. She used to talk, but she stopped talking. She would just say that one word over and over and over, and it was r relentless, and it was um, a lifelong purpose to find my my sister Marcia home. Mm -hmm. That became my purpose in life. And if we look how that expands to a career, I ended up speaking in healthcare to many social, uh, as a keynoter to social workers. I spoke to 
the people, Iowa Housing Authority, and that story of empowering people because they are people to help people find homes, again, was one of the best speeches I ever made because it was on my purpose. Mm -hmm. So I, I find that um, everybody has something that has happened to them when they were young that, uh, I'll give you another example. Um, I was coaching, writing a speech for a woman who coaches fight, uh, uh, she's an accountant. Okay. And uh, she was um, pretty boring. She had her speech, like a lot of charts and graphs. Mm. And afterwards she'd say, give a big call to action. And if you'd like me to be your accountant, pick up one of my brochures to the back of the room. Well, nobody picked up anything. It mm. was just like, who needs that? Anyway, so we, we, I talked like, why are you an accountant? What is your purpose in life? Well, this is my purpose. I mean, my purpose is, you know, my kids, my family. I go, but what does that have to do with being an accountant? She says, nothing. I said, I'm going to bet you wrong. Mm. Let's talk. So she told me that when she was eight, her mother, um, her father died, and her mother had no idea how to handle the finances. Mm. She knew nothing. And um, and they became homeless. Oh, wow. Living in their car. So she was living in her car. I think it was just a week. Mm -hmm. But that week changed her life and gave her her purpose in the world because that was her mess. Mm -hmm. So her mess led to her message when she spoke. But it gave her her purpose. So she's living homeless. And that little eight-year-old girl said, I will never let this happen to me ever I will not let this happen and um, so what happened was she became accountant she keeps track of money she got her family financially secure she educated herself about money and so we put this speech into her um, this story sorry we put this story into her speech and and um, she said, that's why I'm committed to helping you if something happens to your spouse that you don't become homeless, that you have a, a retirement, that you know how to handle money. And she tells a story then of her client whose husband died and she didn't know the passwords to her bank account and everything and how she's so committed. Now when she speaks, my God, I asked her, are you still speaking? She goes, no, I'm not speaking anymore. I go, why not? She says, when I speak, everybody wants my services. <laughs> you know why? Because people feel her passion. You know why? Because she's connected to her purpose. And she's connected to her purpose because she understands that it came from this eight-year-old girl who so, was so frightened of being homeless mm. and said something to herself over and over and over over again i see this happen with my clients that we discover that mo oh i have to tell you i was just working with um a ceo in pharma okay i'm writing a speech for him he's a doctor oh he was really boring too and he was like just charts and graphs and he's he's trying to talk to venture capitalists to tell them invest in our company in a pharma company mm -hmm. it's a startup so he's trying to get venture capitalists to invest in his company and he has all these charts and graphs, why it's a good company. I go, no, why? What's your commitment? What happened to you? And he goes, again, he says, well, I was 10 years old, and my grandfather told me a story about in India, 
um, that that they're waiting for a shipment of uh, drugs to, to stop tuberculosis. And the drugs arrived too late. It was a village in India, and his entire village was wiped out from tuberculosis, including his grandfather's brother, um, his cousins, wiped out. Mm. Hundreds and hundreds of people died. And, and then I say, and now you turn to the audience, okay? And that's why I'm committed to manufacturing this drug because I am committed to saving lives. Well, all of a sudden, people are opening up their checkbooks, and and uh, you know, and also, yeah. of course, that that's not. Uh, you also have the data and the charts, mm-hmm. but with this emotional call to action story, they understand his purpose on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to get back to an assignment, just for the thing, just for for clarity. You want us to look back and find that moment from our youth, from before. Yes, this is assignment for this week. You know, if if you are looking to find your purpose from happiness, you will not find it there. You will find your purpose from tragedy. You will find your purpose from that moment as a child. Mm-hmm. What happened to you that 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 was so scary uh, usually it's where you feel powerless that you couldn't control something that that was you you felt so powerless um that you said something to yourself you made a promise to yourself and when you fulfill that promise um to yourself as an adult that is what is driving you but i have to say once again it doesn't lead to one job, mm-hmm. one thing, it's it becomes who you are. It becomes your purpose in life, what you stand for, who you are. It's the conversations you have with people around you. It it, it affects all aspects of your life. So what was that moment? And it usually happened between, you know, six to ten mm-hmm. usually around that age where you're most vulnerable to these sort of things so what happens to people is this mess either becomes the reason you take drugs and you deaden yourself mm-hmm. or it becomes your motivation for giving to other people mm-hmm. and giving to other people is your real purpose in life your purpose in life what you are left with what will be said at your funeral is really how much of your purpose you gave to others your purpose is your gift and your gift comes from your mess If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening and let's find your message and launch your career.